Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. It's like one of those... ASMR things on YouTube. Just a thing you could listen to. Yeah. You'll get the, the, the below-the-line comments saying, more interested in those other two. What, Mo? Yeah, the only interesting <laughs> Corrin. Only got the job because of his dad. Well, exactly. had an interesting idea that you raised well I've got a first story I've got oh you want to do something else well I've got a thing which I cut out of the time most because I didn't want you to see it which I think this is oh this is the one this is a surprise to me that I actually not because I thought you might say something that was fun anyway it's just basically it's every every other idea that we have or that you have today has to be better than this okay bog standard health check wins backing what do you think that might be about doesn't even say who it's by. It's page five of the Times. The inventor behind plans for a... Toilet. Yes! Although it's, called, it's a lavatory, darling. It's the Times. Toilet? It's not a talking toilet. Um, hang on one sec. Do you feel like you've seen that before? Yes, I do feel like we've seen this story before. But no. and aren't all lavatories in Japan talking? No. Okay. They, they, they warm your bum uh-huh. and they raise when you come on and they fire little warm things at your dingleberries. But... Right. So far, they don't talk. And if they do, it's in Japanese. Okay. So it's not much use. Konnichiwa. Um, But no, so look, the inventor behind plans for a talking lavatory. This is, you know, as in Jeremy McGough. Whoa, you have me at talking lavatory. Yes. I don't have to carry on. The column falls naturally into place. Um, It's just what the... The the inventor behind plans for a talking lavatory that offers medical advice and diagnoses... Oh, sorry. Whoops. I'm slightly hungover, as you know. Um... The inventor behind plans for a talking lavatory that offers medical advice and diagnoses health conditions has received support uh, for his proposal from a sanitation industry body, Britain's Toilet Board Coalition. Uh, That's where the Liberal Democrats ended up. Uh, Has has backed a study by James Woolman, an inventor, on how the new lavatories could help medics. His 35-page report, ooh, I'd love to read that, found that the technology already exists to make the, quotes, super lose, which will be able to check temperature, heart rate, and analyse faeces and urine for viruses and diseases. Uh, Ooh, lateral flow. 
as it were. Um, Mr. Warman, who advises companies on innovation, although people will still need to visit their doctors, it will save hours of time as toilets will give health updates from checking temperature to sugar levels. The average person spends three years of their life on the lavatory. <laughs> Sometimes all in one go. Uh, if there's something good in the papers. If it's you. Um, exactly, on the lavatory. Uh, and uses it six to eight times a day, so it is a highly convenient place to coin a phrase. <laughs> well, he's a funny guy. To do a quick health check. The Japanese company, nice one, Esther. The Japanese company Toto, which I know well, I stayed in a hotel the other... The Shard in London has yep. Toto Lose. Uh, the Japanese company Toto, often called the world's biggest lavatory maker, uh, has produced the Floski, which measures, uh, in conjunction presumably with a Russian company, uh, which measures urine flow to carry out bladder and prostate health checks. Mr. Warman's report was commissioned by Blue, a manufacturer of cleaning products. Blue. B-L-O-O. Blue Lou. Blue Lou. Do you yeah. remember Blue Lou? Yeah, it's like a cake. My, a, my like a- dad, in the 1980s, was offered... His agent offered him, the company came to my dad asking, would he be the voice of blue lit toilets? Right. But my dad said no. No. And they went with Kenneth Williams, who made like a million pounds. Blur. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, anyway, Alan. bog standard. So first of all, my first thought is obviously column wise, it's just like I had a chat with my bog. Uh-huh. This is a shit column, but I don't mean it in. The, you know what I mean? Okay. Also, yep. so look, or, or, or just to say, what do we think? I mean, who you go down, you you, you wake up, you go and have your morning poo, I, I don't, and so I don't a have, voice I, beneath your ass, which is your worst right, nightmare, my worst nightmare, uh, really. Apart from rats and the other things, in you, you'd rather see a rat in the corner of the kitchen than hear something talking to you from underneath your bum while you're. Well, I did want to hear something talking to me on my television, and that was scary enough. I don't want my Lou talking to me. Natasha Kapinski, but during yeah, your Natasha Kapinski. You, you can't keep referring to your weird psychotic phase. You it was it. once. It's funny. It's funny People now. People don't understand. It makes them scared. Okay. So anyway, so so maybe they'll use the voice of Natasha Kaplinsky to in my toilet. What I'm saying is, I come I, down. That's the other thing. Whose voice is Joanne Lumley on the tube? It'll be that. Yes. Orange mobile phone always sound like your sister, but she's yes, swears. Sad, oh, you it can wasn't. presumably choose different voices. Jeremy Clarkson, that sort of thing. Donald Trump. All kinds of possibilities to have. Um, it's fantastic. We're having. I can't know. I always. No, we've forgotten about Trump now. And I'm not going to do it. It's a wonderful bowel, bowel movement. So we've got some got some fantastic bowel movements. Got some of the best bowel movements. The thing is that you rubbish. won't be able to you won't be able to make as many disgusting jokes about um, excrement as you want because they'll take them all out for taste. Do you think quite? I'll write the whole column and they'll go. Oh, the editor's a bit funny about poo. I can tell you right now that the editor's probably a bit funny about poo. I was thinking it was such a good idea for a column that it was like literally we thought they were thinking Jars is struggling for a column. I know. Let's just reveal the talking toilet. What I. I'm wondering, you will have your wings clipped by something. They'll say the editor doesn't like poo, and you'll be you'll be furious. This is a, this is a this is a classic example of you making a beeline for the thing you know is either going to get you in trouble or you're going to get. The editor back. would not have put a story about a talking loo on page five of his newspaper if he wasn't interested in talking loos. I'm saying let's take it a little bit further. It's on page five, he probably hasn't noticed that it's there. If he was actually interested in it, he did put it on page three. Maybe, look, maybe it's like, not. what if it, fine, it can tell, test your bowel muscles. <laughs> Oh, fuck off. What are your bowel muscles? Have they got anything to do with your dingleberries? <laughs> no, look, it's not fair. You made me have a second Negroni last no, night. No, you demanded. You said, well. you shook your, the ice in your glass and went and made the drinky drinky motion. With it, and I scuttled off like a little house frau to make you another Negroni, which you necked and then yodeled for red wine. But I didn't. I got the had, red no, wine. it's fine. No, no, no. You did, you've done 10 it minutes working It was that delicious champagne, yeah. but it's so nice with the dinner that I made. And I'm now feeling a little bit sad. Oh, chickpea and sausage dustbin that you made last night. <laughs> Yummy. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> time for one of the times. Ben now plays the tumble dryer. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, 
Right, so, uh, um, you no, know, the idea that you had earlier on this week, which was really, uh, really good, um, about, why don't you introduce it? Because it's what? not my idea, it's your idea. What idea? About the binge watching. Oh, yeah. So I had a big thought. Yeah, I it really Capital was like B, capital thought. T. Yeah. Uh, which um, uh, I thought, I, I used to try and, it's one of those things. You, if you, if, if you want to have a column which is going to be really great and maybe one day anthologizable, but also deliver something new, doesn't just respond, it's like, here's the thing I want to write about and now look for a news peg. I was thinking about intellectual obesity. Uh, and it, I came to it largely, you know, we know there's an obesity crisis. We know that the people in the developed world, that people are, are getting fatter. We know that it's largely to do with the diet. It's not, it's not the people's fault. It's what the food that they're given. And it's largely, I now realise, because every single guest that Ben has booked on my radio show for the last six months has basically been about diets and what you can do with your diet. And it's basically junk food. It's, it's the obesity crisis. It really isn't people eating too many pies and steak and chips. It's to do with fressing on junk food um which gives create create with, with all the kind of salt and e numbers which is persuading your body that you've that you that you're, you're hungry and that this is doing you good but it's really all just carbs and people it's the junk the junk food thing and i believe i'm thinking i i read someone saying oh the new series of whatever is can i just add one point that huh? you that you made also earlier in the speech which which is what everybody's really overweight but they're also at the same time malnourished Yes, and I think those—that's a really important point right. to make. With, and that was a, that was a, that was um, yeah. I mean, that was a, that's a sort of few Foley Whittingstall point. We there was also like, lots of yeah. books about it at the moment. Yeah, the, the the world is actually now much fatter than it was. The number of in, in terms of ma- there are more people who are overweight in the world for the first time than mm. there are people who are underweight. And they're but, all deficient in all. But sorts they're of malnourished, and they yeah. they're 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 um, it's one of, and they're they're prey to COVID and all these kinds of things. And then you linked it earlier this week with something somebody said. Is that right? Um, I was just thinking about there was a recommend everyone's endless thing about box it's Bridgerton it's perfect for binge watching and everyone right. is going I'm binging on binge. Yeah. Think, well no actually is that a good thing binging binging isn't good binging isn't good on food we know that binge drinking is bad a couple of Negronis every night or one Negroni is fine having ten bad binging is bad binging on drugs is bad really binging on anything is bad it, I think it's, it's, it sounds like it's equally bad with, with culture mm-hmm People think these things you can binge on. Everything is made to be 40 episodes so right. that nobody stops to look, is this thing any good? Take Killing Eve or, or, or the line of, line of Duty. They, they then make, they commission 10 series yeah. because one of them was good. And there's diminishing returns. They're all rubbish. And people sort of watch them and sort of belch and stand up and go for a piss and come back and watch another one. Right. And they go, binge what? Partly they're people, I don't know, without kids because you end up, so knackered you have to go to bed but other people sitting there just maybe watching 10 like we used to before we had children watching the whole sort of watching a series of it's The Wire in one go like, and, all, and I must I, I want to say right now that I really really like Shit's Creek which is on Netflix and I think it's really good and really, uh, and really why won't you let me watch it then because you won't like it and you'll whinge about it and you'll go who's this why is he dressed like that why are they talking like that I don't understand okay fine it. but it's binge watching go so, on. Binge, so they are 25 minutes long and you can watch an awful lot of them in one sitting but there are people who would you Binge on, for example, I'm thinking of a slightly more complex uh, television oh, programme such as uh, uh, um, Chernobyl. Were people binging on Chernobyl? Well, the point is, if they were, then they were in danger of intellectual obesity, which is to say thoughtless, non-mindful consumption of anything is bad. And it leads to sort of flabbiness, physical or mental. And uh, I think, um, so So if you take a thing like Bridgerton, horse shit, I mean, we watched it. I mean, you, you don't just get to take the Georgian period, yeah. then get a loads of hot people with a bit of, you know, and then just and have, have them... them say, but... The Labrador was sired by an unpedigree dog. And he then only have... has five pounds a year. <laughs> and, and call it a TV show. Mm-hmm. And all these middle class 
pseudo-intellectual people on Twitter, from the, from the TV critics through, apart from Camilla in the Sunday Times, who called it out for the horse shit that it is, but everything else, she, she said, is, 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 um, and everyone's going, binge, 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 and you don't notice that it's rubbish. Like when you pick up a massive tub of Doritos, mm. and you have one, you go, no, I'll have another one. And yeah. go, you, know, you don't binge. So, so it's, it's, and I think it's people's brains are then, we're then rejecting mm-hmm. things that might be good. How are people, you know, at the moment, no one's able to go to the theatre, no one's able to go to uh, the, the, the cinema and just watch one thing. And so I think everyone is getting, I think COVID is going to result in massive intellectual obesity where uh, people's brains cease to be able to cope with anything but junk. Yeah. And, beca- and, and, the, and and it's not the people's fault, just as it isn't with real obesity. Mm-hmm. It's it's the fault of, you know, McDonald's, the owners, the, the Mars corporations, the people who forced this shit on us. Netflix in their grasp, for my, and then the BBC following suit. Mm-hmm. Everybody trying to model themselves more like Netflix. And the model is get 100 episodes of this yeah. shit up there on your platform and then go... And, and Disney- then start playing the next episode... Whether you, and everyone like, is watching, yeah. and everyone is saying this stuff is really great, mm. and we're looking at it at Bridgerton and going, absolute dog turd. Bridgerton is terrible, but there is one thing that we did watch a series of recommended by Ben. Always ask a young person what they're watching on television because actually they come up with quite good stuff, which is Lupin or Lupin, 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 which is French. Yeah, Ben's brilliant idea for that, which is actually leading to a segment that we should be talking about on the radio show. I hope. Oh, so we, we Ben pulls his him. finger out and books us some Frenchies. Uh, which is well, this, it's, I didn't, I didn't, it's like that Blackadder episode where they have to go to France and get a get a French aristocrat. Did you, do you remember that? In it's Blackadder. the Pimpernel one. Yeah, the Scarlet Pimpernel yeah. one. Uh, let's not talk about episodes of Blackadder like those boring bastards who talk about Monty Python. Yeah, so I hadn't realised <laughs> that the French thing originally came from Ben. I was going to segue from intellectual obesity. Of course, we discovered a rather good French show. I'm not, actually, yeah. it was, it was I ben. wonder. I don't. I'm not sure Lupin is Lou Lupin is any more intellectually uh you know sort of stimulating or challenging than any other telly it's just that we don't binge watch telly i can't really cope with well everyone so everyone has noticed because the thing we you know the the lupin has been amazing it's done better than british and that's great and everyone has also noticed that um the uh Mm. the the call your agent we've been watching for a long time we've watched a long time it's just got a fourth series and it's now everywhere yes we've been watching it for a long time and i think we've just crawled into series three have we even or we still and other people say perfect for binge watching watch a million in an hour put them on fast forward and do some (laughs) crack and then watch them just shouting and it's all subtitles you won't have time to read them no and i think one of the reasons that french things are good and i'll be discussing it on the radio show or Mm. have already if you haven't got around to this till monday about you know the french making a comeback french having done fuck all for years um well first and now and this is not no it's not intellectually because it's a foreign language so you have to engage a little bit there are subtitles you have to either make the effort to look at the subtitles um and because you speak french Sometimes I question the translation. My French is not great, but I understand a bit. Sometimes I question, actually, this is going to make me sound like a right penis, but sometimes I question the translation. I say, he said, he said, use the word terrible when he meant okay. And you say, no, in French, the phrase pas terrible means not bad. Yeah. No, wait. No, it means... It, he described something in oh, pas terrible, meaning it wasn't, it wasn't fantastic. It wasn't that. fantastic. That's right. But he which, used the word which terrible. Is a, which is a kind of, which is a kind of uh, hyperbole for it was shit. Yes, see, that's interesting. And it, it made me sort of slightly happy. Maybe I just like it because it gives me the opportunity to lecture my wife in the minutiae of French usage. You actually don't lecture me. You're not a very, you're not one of life's teachers, I've got to say. There'll be more from Esther and me in our kitchen after a short interlude. But to find out what I wrote about in the end, why not pick up a subscription to The Times and The Sunday Times and enjoy one month absolutely free? 
Just search thetimes.co.uk forward slash Giles Corrin has no idea. I've been promised that this will take you to an amazing offer, uh, rather than just a website created by Ben randomly containing all my broadcasting mistakes. Although I'm sure that exists somewhere, it's just going to be up to you to find it. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Got anything? Yeah, well, you've got all the cutouts, my darling. There, you've, These are my got, cutouts. Got the... They're not yours. They're not your stories that you found. No, but you've got the cutouts of my story. Like, for example, the napping survey and Boris Johnson having a nap. Do you want to talk about napping? Did we do that last week? No. So last week we learned that Boris uh, sleeps in the day. Uh, and now we have... <laughs> and, and all day, I think, quite possibly. You snooze, you lose. Not so fine study on napping. Is that interesting? I don't know. You can do. Uh, it's only you whining on about your boring nap. Yeah. Okay, Times page three today is about uh, the digging of the HS2 turning up uh, an Elizabethan garden. I thought we could do the day in the life of, a, of an Elizabethan gardener. It was designed by Robert Digby. He's quite famous. Have you heard of him? Yeah. I think he did... Oh, Chillin Garden. Really? Yeah, or something. Chillin was built in 1616. No, it was later, 16. wasn't it? You've you... heard of Capability Brown? Capability Brown. <laughs> yes. Lancelot Capability Brown. What, that boy, what, this one's called Robert Digby. Has he got a middle name like Capability? Because Lancelot, because like Capability Brown, his name wasn't really Capability. It was, I think it was Lancelot He's Brown. He's one of the crazy Capability byline. Capability Brown. Yeah. Maybe this guy is like Robert. On time, on budget, Brown. <laughs> Digby. Digby. Robert, you got a cup of tea, Digby. Or That's some nominative determinism, isn't it? What? Robert Digby does gardens. Oh, nice spot. Thank yeah, you. Dig, Digby. Uh, or possibly, mm. it being the Tudor period when all the names came from, maybe that's where the word Digger comes yeah, from. Yeah, like Ivor no, the Engine. But maybe he was known as like, maybe they were, do- the, they were called Digbys because they were a long family of gardeners. Yeah, it's quite possible. Sir Robert Digby. No. Okay, so is that good? Direct Day in the Life of an Elizabethan Gardener or... Day of the Life of a Gardener, of an Elizabethan Gardener, is yeah. what I showed up late and had a cup of tea and then I got out the leaf blower. <laughs> and just <laughs> went, wah, wah, and then I left early in building. But don't you know all about Elizabeth? Went for a, went for a, went to, went. Sorry, I was. I, yeah, anyway, I can, it's what? a podcast. It's not the show. Well, obviously, as I went, went for a wank in the shed. Oh, I see. I mean, that's the standard thing. It's like, did Sir Robert Digby in the 16th century keep a load of engravings of topless birds in his in his shed? In this guy, that's the, that's what the archaeologists really want to find. Yeah, the, traditionally, that's another one that will thrill the editor in the shed. He. Jesus Christ, he's a man of the world. He's been around a bit. He knows that mm. gardeners have a wank. He's come on, we've all had a wank in the shed. I actually haven't. There's <laughs> not really enough that room our in shed, there. You actually, let, 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 let the <laughs> listeners rat- know that rattling around. Esther just glanced towards the shed, as I said that. Which is, <laughs> but we have a shed which is, it's, a, it's, a, it's not a very deep shed. 
It's more of a cupboard, isn't it? It's not really a shed. Yeah, it's well, yeah, I know it is more of a cupboard. But anyway, so like, so yeah, the gardens, they always, people keep their pornos in the, in the garden shed, don't okay. they? Okay. But we, we can move, it doesn't have to all be porno. Um, but no, what I'm liking with, the, with that is the opportunity to do a, well, it's either describe it as if it was an ancestor of the Corrins. Right. Um, or, you know, so me, so like my garden in the Tudor period, or when archaeologists, the assumptions archaeologists will make when they dig up my garden in okay. 400 years, which leads to a tour of my shit garden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Funnily enough, I had an email from my sister. Once it comes, oh, I've turned my phone off. I can't be. I take, why does it take so long to turn a phone back on? You know, why, why, why do you have to hold it? Look, holding, holding, holding. No sign of Apple. Because you probably there. don't turn it. You probably don't turn it on and off often enough, and it turn it off all the time. And it, okay. So what did it, what did the email from your sister say? It was basically to say that they've announced that the Chelsea. Fl- she said, "I've got this idea for a column, which would work for our dad." In the days before I met you, my sister and I used to have these conversations. Banter. What can we write about? Right. I have a column idea for you. Well, it's for Daddy, really, but I don't think he's writing this week. They've announced <laughs> the Chelsea Flower Show will be in September. And I'm just reading about, quote, the more mellow colours it will feature. I'm thinking you could take us round your show garden. On the left, you see an interesting gap where the hydrangeas would normally be in full bloom, but something else. Here's a fascinating display of slug tooth on the dahlia. There's a pigeon corpse rotting down nicely. Very Might good. not work only if you haven't got No, money. no, that works really well. Um, but I think and, and even... no, no, but what was funny was that I then replied back, how funny, just preparing for this morning's podcast, and Esther found a story about HS2 digging up an Elizabethan garden and said you could do one of your garden columns. And I said, how long is it since the last time I did the Chelsea flower show thing about my shit garden? And she said, oh, at least a year. And I said, okay, well, I'll do blah, blah. So the point is, that's two pegs for the same thing. Yeah, okay. So that's a, so once, you know, that's a sign when there's two pegs. Uh, do you want to talk more about gardens or can we move on to... Well, having alerted do... the readers to the fact that I do it basically once a year, can I do it again? Yeah, just different jokes. I normally do it around the time of the Chelsea flower show. But I, so I can't do the Chelsea Flower Show peg. But if I do the the, the, the archaeology one, it would yeah. work. Yeah, but but no, no. Yeah, but the thing is that you could do the archaeology of the HS2 finding an Elizabethan garden by Sir Robert Digby. And in the same week, they announce that... Yeah. Which, actually, no, that doesn't make, make any difference. Why don't they do the Chelsea Flower Garden in January? And then I can take it around my January Flower Garden. How about that? So, Here is the squelch. Behold. Exactly. Behold I the squelchy bit be, where they play why football. Why bother? Why Why bother? Why leave it to chance and do it in September? Why not do it in glorious February? Or something. Actually, you can't mention both, can you? Because they're, they're two different I call this installation columns. slimy paving stones you could break your neck on while taking out the compost. Yep, definitely. Uh, and uh, Fox Corner. The Fox Corner. A rotting uh, water pistol. Yeah, catch it. Catch it, Ali. Yeah, anyway, so there we are. Yep, that's good. Bonnie Tyler has learnt to swim at the age of 69. I think you're going to say it's learned to sing. <laughs> <laughs> now we know what she... Do you know what? She was, she was, the problem was that she, she's finally got to an age where when she's drowning, singing out, I'm holding out for a hero, doesn't work anymore. Nobody Isn't she to total, total eclipse of a heart person as well? Well, who's holding out for a hero then? I'm holding out for a hero. I think it's Bonnie Tyler as well. I think, it's Tyler. I think she had more than... That's why she was holding out for a hero. Yes. Because she's like drowning in Bournemouth Harbour and no one will throw her a rubber ring. My point is she's learned to swim finally at 69. And I could write about swimming. Because I, it is a slight thing in my... I have a slight worry that um, my children... Mm-hmm. I, I, I devoted... Yeah, I was in that swimming pool down on the Swiss Cottage 
every week, but, and they can't really swim. I can I, confirm this, yeah. And, and I really our wanted children, them to swim. Our children have inherited my basic uh, unable to do anything in the water. You're a very good swimmer. But I think it's because I just had lots and lots of lessons, although I had lots of piano lessons too, and I'm shit at that. Well, exactly. But, um, I, 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 um, no, I just learned to swim. My dad took me swimming every Saturday at the same place. I learned to dive. I found a photo of myself the other day uh, on a holiday when I was about six, and my trunks are covered in... Um, uh, those badges which are yeah, like swimming a thousand meters are... no, it's just, so Kitty can now I got them so they won't drown if they fall in mm-hmm. but you've got to jump in and get them Kitty can swim with her head up to the doggy she swims like a hippo with yeah. her two little nostrils kind of just above the water and then sort of and does a running four-legged motion like a dog yeah and she can get there Sam wants to Sam will do the same thing and when I try and show him to do the crawl he then like beats up the swimming pool he does a yeah. villainous kind of smash they can't really swim I would do it now but it's lockdown they can't go for swimming lessons the pool's on and I feel a bit bad you can't really swim no I'm a terrible swimmer which I find and it's just a bit it's a bit weird. My father couldn't really swim. It, there's a kind of class right. thing. My my dad was sort of sort of poor and Jewish, and his dad was a plumber. Although as a plumber, you'd think sometimes you might need to swim if, if you're not a very good plumber. But <laughs> get that stopcock off quickly, Mister Coracle. Yep. You have to swim home. Uh, and um, I think my dad used to couldn't dive, and he'd he'd uh, he'd sort of ratchet up at the hotel pool, and we'd all go, "No, don't do it, Daddy, don't." And right. He thought he could, and he would launch himself out in a huge belly flop and go splat and the pool would empty of water right. and everyone with, with drinking their cocktails would be covered and it's huge boom and mm-hmm. then he'd swim to the other side with a breaststroke kick with his face down in the water because he didn't know have the technique to breathe right. with his arm doing a sort of reaching thing until he got to the end then bang into it then yeah. surface blow his nose through his hand and then look up and wonder where everyone was looking at it right. um, and I whereas I I learned to dive all nicely and swimmy, swim, swim, swim. And anyway, I, I get- am so shallow that one of the reasons why I married you is because you're good at swimming. I know. Because well, I thought diving. we might have children who were good because of swimming, but they no, well, I could do those sort of backflips and swim. stuff like that and fun diving. Well, so I just thought you know, learning to swim, bit of Pony Tyler kind of thing. Yes, I think that if you were, if you did feel that you could put that, if you did feel like you could kind of eventually put that detail in about how your dad's swimming wasn't great and about how you don't want that. For your, you don't want your children to embarrass you at the swimming pool like your dad did. I think that would be nice if you feel like you can talk about your father in that way. Um, Mo Tenzing has just come onto my shoulders. So other than that, I wonder what point you're really going to be making with your. You're quite, I, well, I could tell the. Is there a nice column in swimming? There is definitely a, a, a wider social point to be made that, that the swimming pools have all been shut. No children, because you because schools. The, the, the government has a duty to teach children how to swim, right? That's why they're always dragging them off to horrible swimming lessons they don't like. Mm-hmm. And, no, they're, and they're, they're all missing out, not only on social contact, uh, their ABCs, their one, two, threes. They're also missing out on swimming lessons, which is quite important. So, so I, think I, could, and I, could I think swimming might be... I think swimming's really one. important. When are we, will we ever swim again? That's not a bad column. No, I don't have to have one, that yeah. many zingers in it. I had a lot of zingers last week in the, in the peanuts column. Yeah. I could write, I think, one of the things, just the feeling of swimming. What? What are you laughing? Sorry about the column about nuts. It was just so weird. But it was good. Everyone liked it. Sorry. Yeah, the question um, is getting a good one out this week. Although, as you know, we say in the column business, one good one, one shit one, and two average ones. So oh, not... is it two average ones now? How many do you think? You always said one good one, one terrible one, and one okay one. No, it's two that are okay. One that's really brilliant and one that's one shit. That's it, it, but the other columns have different maths. You know, but uh, we won't go into that. Um... I think that's good, the swimming one. There's a story here by the science correspondent. Which one? Do you mean Reese Blakely? 
Yeah, well, the, yeah. how do you know who he is? So Tom Whipple, who comes on my show... Tom, science, he's the science editor. He's the science editor, and he yeah. comes on our show and he's brilliant. Yeah. And then he basically hasn't had a fucking bite. I don't think he's really the science editor. He was he until, told. like, October. And now he's just this guy who comes on my radio show and is brilliant. But it was never his story, because it's never his byline. It's the science correspondent. How do you know the science correspondent? Because I know, I know the name of every single correspondent in the Times. Test me on Rubbish. any... Rubbish. Test me on all, any of them. I mean, can I just say this is no respect, disrespect to my Times colleagues. I just don't really know who... I don't even know the fucking restaurant critic is. Uh, I'm going to test you by going to get a copy of the Times. Okay. Um, give you an easier one. Well, I don't, I don't know who any of these people are. If they've got a who is the, who's the media correspondent? Matthew Moore. Right. Okay, that's true. Do you know what? This is a bit like... That's a bit weird. Again, my apologies to the current correspondents. I just skim through looking for stories. I don't look at... By- I stop and look at bylines only when I read a shit sentence. Yeah. Who's the political editor? Oh, no, hang on. Wait a minute. Francis. Elliot. Yeah. Sorry. That's okay. That's all right. I, this is one of those things I could do it from 1998. I could tell you who they I bet you could do the entire cast of Neighbours from... Yeah, no, like it's like if you asked me, like, if you asked me the, the Queen's Park Rangers, I could tell you the yeah. whole squad hmm. from 1978 to, to 1996. Ugly, but that's when we were good. Uh, India? He's not necessarily our correspondent, but he's fairly no, funny from day No, he's called... He, no, I'll give it, I don't know. Hugh... Hugh... Hello. Tomlinson. Yes. Correct. Oh, well done. Well you. done. What ho? Tomlinson. Hugh Tomlinson. Hugh to- Indian you, correspondent for the time. Marvellous. you know Marvelous. Tom- <laughs> you ever seen a porcelain? Rah. I'll see you at Raffles. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, transport correspondent. Graham Payton. Yeah, I pronounce it Patton. Pa- Patton. <laughs> Without knowing who he was. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> who, is, who is, oh fuck off, the, part of me, the Madrid correspondent. Oh, God, it's something... It's a proper name as well. Yeah, it is. Is it Isambard Wilkinson? Yes. Yeah. Nobody knows that! I know that. How can we have a Madrid correspondent? No, but you gave it away what? with Isambard... With, yeah, but with fucking hell, name. what a cracking name. He should have built bridges or something. <laughs> I know, exactly. No, that's a great job, Madrid, because obviously... But what? It snowed in Madrid. He must have been so happy. Ah, <laughs> oh, get in the paper. Otherwise, what? There, there's been, otherwise, it's a scandal because... Yeah. the. Because someone in Seville is serving a paella and the people from Valladolid think that it's not really a paella because it's got the wrong kind of fucking shrimps in it. You don't get stuck. And yet we have a whole correspondent in Madrid. Who knew? Nobody knew this. You've been listening to Giles Corrin Has No Idea with me, Giles Corrin. And me, Esther Walker. It's a wireless studios production for The Times, produced by Ben Mitchell. You can listen to us on The Times radio app or download from wherever you get your podcasts. To find out what I wrote about in the end, you can pick up a copy of The Times or get a digital subscription. And for the full live experience, tune into my show on Times Radio every Friday from 1 till 4. Imperfect with Rachel Sylvester and Alice Thompson, a weekly series of in-depth interviews with high-profile figures examining how overcoming the challenges of their early lives shaped the people they've become. This week, Anne Summers CEO Jacqueline Gold talks candidly about her parents' divorce and how she coped with a shocking period of childhood sexual abuse. They say the best form of revenge is success, and I believe that. It was just turning something negative into a positive. Past Imperfect with Rachel Sylvester and Alice Thompson, Jacqueline Gold, in her own words. Now available as a podcast. Listen on the Times Radio app or wherever you get your podcasts.
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 